Jingle bells, fewer L's, instead we're winning games. Tired eyes from our best guys, and no one else will play. Hey! Welcome to episode 62 of Wolf's Cast, the show that runs fewer minutes than Jimmy Butler plays per game. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. We back up in this 24 second Scott clock. <laughs> Welcome back, Neil. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't miss you that much because every time I see that commercial during Timberwolves games for the Wolves Pro Shop, I see you. I still haven't seen the full commercial. I've seen like a video of someone has shot of like their TV, but I've not seen it yet. Well, it's because you're going to all the games. You need to stay home and watch a game, and you'll see it. That's Everybody, right. if you watch a commercial, within like the first couple seconds, you'll see a bearded man walking from left of the screen to right of the screen. He has a hat on. That's it's Neil. It's me. It's me. It's now me. you know what one half of us look like. I'm in there. I'm in there. It's cool. But yeah, uh, we're back at full strength here on Wolves Cast. Feels good. I got a drop for it. Are you ready? Yeah. I got a drop. Very appropriate. I feel Back. like I'm in the Target Center already. It's a Target Center drop. And it's important. Return of the Mac. Return to me. That's some of that show. 90s R&B. Brings me right there. That's us. So, yeah. we're So, we're back at full strength. Uh, we want to say thank you to Robert Brewer. for Our guest host. Yes, the guest host with the most. Filling in on the show. Making sure that uh, the show still go goes on even when I'm out of town. You know, even when one of us is out of town, there's still going to be a show. You can you can count on us, you guys. We'll bring in our friends to do, to do some of that for you. I gotta say, uh, I haven't listened to Robert's podcast yet at Kings of the North until like this week when it finally was overcast. Finally found it. You mean the NFC North podcast, Kings of the North? It is hilarious. It's very good. It's uh, some of our buddies, and it sounds like they're just in a room together playing on each other, you know, joking. They've got some really fun segments. So check it out. I'm not even an NFL fan. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i now going back through back episodes. That's how good it is. Yeah, we'll have that uh, linked up in the show notes for you. Kings of the North. Check them out. Thank you very much, Robert. Also, thank you, Canis Hoopis, for hosting us this season on uh, your lovely website. We love Canis Hoopis. Feels so good um, to be loved. Eventually, we'll post some things there that are not just this show. We have something um, in the pipeline we're working ooh, on. Ooh, a little, little tease. You'll yeah. You'll be seeing it in the next few days. A little something. Maybe working on some photoshops. For a little post we might uh, have in mind. So, so yeah. So, um, thank you to Canis Hoopas. Thank you to you for listening and subscribing to this show. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Wolvescast. We like to tweet during the games, and um, we like to tweet, uh, you know, in the middle of the day as well, whenever things happen. <laughs> Although, I will be off Twitter tomorrow, because oh. I don't want any of those Star Wars spoilers. Yeah, get out of here. Keep with, them on my TL. Yeah, get out of here with the Jedi spoilers, Just please. can't take any risks. Yeah, I walked into the theater last year with my fingers in my ears, like humming, like mom, 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 and like some people were looking at me strange. But I didn't want to hear any of yeah. those Han Solo, you know, spoilers. Yeah, you got to keep it real. You got to make sure that no, no one, uh, no one spoils the movie for you. People talk loudly on their way out of the theater. Yeah, um, but yes, Star Wars. We're very excited for this weekend. That's going to happen during our game, which is coming up later. We're going to do full court press, talk about the storylines of this week. Uh, we have a sponsor. We're going to do Howling Out. I went to Target Center before the Philly game uh, a few nights ago and talked to some Wolves fans. We're going to do Weekly Wolfies. We're going to do Cold Takes. We're going to have some, uh, some some chill takes. And yeah, the Star Wars game is back. 
once again. Third so, annual. Yeah, longtime listeners will know what we're talking Often about. Often imitated, never duplicated. That's right. That's right. Uh, Neil, you've been on the road. Yeah, I've been away. How but many? Did you see some NBA games while you were on the I road? I did. I got to go to Madison Square Garden. <gasps> so I got this hat, the Madison Mecca. Square Garden. Yes, uh, went to the Mecca and saw a basketball game. It was uh, it was as advertised, this I would hat, say. The hat that Neil uh, pointed to is a black hat with the NBA logo. <laughs> like NBA. Like he's the league drafting somebody <laughs> or he's a league representative or he can't take sides yeah. or something. Yeah, just like the whole league. So I just got the hat to fit that. So, so yeah, so Madison Square Garden was incredible. Um, you know, just just a a, a world class um, basketball experience. A great um, just entertainment in general. You know, they really just do a great job at timeouts. Um, you know, in between the gameplay, um, you know, halftime was incredible. The starting lineups were the most incredible um, I've ever seen. You know, they're longer than normal. They had the great laser projection thing, which I never seen before in oh, person. Yeah. You know, I thought the Wolves were going to get that. This I thought year. they were, yeah, That's... but yeah, they had the projection on the floor. Um, just the whole game ops production was as amazing as I've ever seen in the game. And of course, to be in the Mecca is incredible. So, uh, highly recommended. Uh, it's very expensive to go there, but it's worth it if you're a huge fan because it's just it's just uh, it's above and beyond uh, the normal NBA experience. So, definitely got to check that out. It was fun. I need to join a touring band. I've only been to two <laughs> NBA arenas: Target Center and the United Center. Although we're thinking about taking a, ro- we always say we're going to take a road trip to Milwaukee, Milwaukee. and see a Bucks game. It's the last year in Bradley. Yeah, so maybe we'll do it this year. Maybe we'll wait till next year. <laughs> maybe we'll wait see. till the new building. Kind of want to take a road trip to Des Moines instead now. Yeah, there we go. Wells Fargo, see some Iowa Wolves. But yeah, it was good. Glad to be back. Glad to be should be home for the rest of the winter for most of the rest of the Wolf season. So excited to be back. Digging into Wolves cast. It's on. Let's talk about this uh, last week in Timberwolves basketball. Scott, we got some wins and uh, we got one loss. You know, we got, uh, you know, I felt really bad about that one loss. We had the first of all, the win at Clippers felt good. You got to get that win. You know, sometimes they don't get those wins they have to have. Did you see? So we went into Memphis with them having an 11-game losing streak. They beat us, and now they have a six-game losing streak. So it's just like we're the only thing Crazy. that stood in the way of their 17-game like losing streak. Of 16. If they didn't beat us, they might have already traded Marc Gasol by now. Maybe. It's Maybe. so much bad when it's a 17-game yeah. losing streak. So I was afraid that we might drop one to this like really sputtering Clippers squad. They've got yeah. everyone injured. And so that was really great that we took care of business in L.A., um, then we had the win against Dallas, which also was too close for comfort. Yeah. Sat there with my head in my hands the whole fourth quarter, just watching that lead dwindle. Yeah. Saying like, we can't lose to Dallas. They're one of the worst teams. Yeah. I was at that game as well. Uh, you know, that was, that was a slog of a game, kind of sloppy, kind of messy, you know, a lot of but, turnovers. Uh, what was the vibe in the stadium? Was everyone else knowing that we were choking away the floor? Yeah. It was quiet in there. It wasn't many people it was Sunday night. Uh, so it was kind of chill in there, but, uh, the Wolves got it done. You know, in uh, at the very end of the game, held on uh, for for the win. So, so, so that was cool to see. That and was, I was disappointed I couldn't go on Tuesday yeah. because I was hosting trivia, even uh-huh. though it was over before the game started. Yeah, I really one. made a mistake there. I forgot. <laughs> late one. It was a late one. But you got to see Embiid play. Yeah, he did play. Incredible. Simmons was there. Yep. He didn't have an impressive game, but I guess it was good to see him. I don't know. No, it was a good enough game because we lost. That was the first loss Great of the game. season where I was just angry. Yeah, I was oh, angry. Really? I finished watching it last night because uh, I recorded it on Tuesday. Watched it last night, and I was just like cursing out loud at two a.m. Like I was walking around my apartment cursing out loud, hoping not to wake up all though. <laughs> I know, but it's just it was such a gut punch to lead the entire game and then give it away in the fourth. Yeah, and then losing overtime after like Jimmy's heroics to push it to OT. After Jimmy ah, hits those big threes, threes, you're crazy. just like, we got to win this one, or else you know those heroics mean nothing. And 
we were just so gassed in overtime. It was so disappointing. I was I was very angry. It's the first loss of the season that made me feel anger. Yeah, that was uh, th- definitely tough, but at least it was um, a good game. But yeah, let's. Uh, and then right now we're recording uh, Thursday night during the Sacramento game. So hopefully uh, the Wolves can get back on their winning ways. Depends what Sacramento we see. Are we going to see mm. the rookies and like the young guys? And sometimes they play all their vets instead. And you get the George Hill Zebo experience. So. Yeah, hopefully George Hill doesn't torch us tonight. We'll see. We'll see. We're recording uh, during that game. So yeah, that's what's happening. That was the week in Timberwolves basketball. Let's get to the full court press. We got lots to talk about. Here's the tip. The tip indeed is right here. And first thing we need to talk about is the heavy minutes. A word on everybody's it is lips. The minutes. topic of the month, the topic of the week. It's happening right now. It's in your face. Tom Thibodeau is rearing his ugly head yet again. He's playing an eight man rotation on like three games and four nights. He's gonna that third game, still an eight man rotation. I mean, what does what does Shabazz got to do to get a minute? You that, know? Yeah, yeah. There's lots of lots of ins and outs here. Um, yeah, so Thibodeau def- definitely getting the heat from all over for the for the all the national media, national the local media, all over them. everybody. Some of the players are joking about it. Maybe they're not joking, but when you press them about, they're like, "Oh, don't take me seriously. I was just joking, but not really." So this isn't really a new thing, though, is it? I mean, obviously, it's his reputation coming in from Chicago. But even in the last couple of years, the Wolves, we've talked about this. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, Wiggins and Cat were both in the top three in minutes. I mean, top five in minutes played last they year. They led the league. And in even minutes. in rookie Wiggins' rookie season, he was in top five, even though Tibbs wasn't even on the team at that point. Yeah. So, Wiggins, yeah, like you said, Wiggins and Towns, total minutes played. They were one and two. They were three and four in minutes per game on average. Butler, you know, he was right there in the top five and the top ten as far as those categories go as well. So it's sort of not new. So what's with all the angst now? Is it just because the team is now relevant? Is it is it because the team is now good and we're kind of worried about their future? But what is it that that now is the time to freak out about this rather than last season when the same thing was happening? I think part of the problem is that it's not just Wiggins and Cat anymore. It's like four or all five, all five of our starters. Yeah. <laughs> like all five of our starters are in like the top twenty of minutes played in the league. And like twenty-two teams don't have a single player who plays more minutes than like Jeff Teague, who's the fifth out of everyone. Yeah, our starting lineup is the NBA's most used five-man lineup by a far, far. by huge, yeah. a huge margin. You <laughs> know, you can't even see second place from where we're at. And so I think that's part of the problem is that even in the seasons before when we had Wiggins, and I mean even Zach Levine was playing really heavy minutes until he tore his ACL. Yeah, but even then we were seeing the bench unit come in. We were seeing the uh, more of a rotation. Whereas now the rotation is eight people max. You know, yep. you're going to get some Gorgie, you're going to get some Tyus, you're going to get some Jamal, and that's it. Part of that's because of Bielitsa's hurt. But what do you? Who knows what you got if you don't let him play? You know, yeah. not even going to give him a shot. I'm not advocating for you know 20 minutes of Aaron Brooks or anything. No, but let's have some of these G League guys on two two way contracts. You know, Anthony Brown, Marcus George's Hunt. Well, let's give him some minutes. Give him some runs. See what they can do. You know, and also I know Shabazz has been killing us in the minutes he has played this season, but he's not going to get better unless you give him a chance to prove it. You know? Yeah, that's definitely a guy that could play a little bit more while Beelis is hurt, at least. Although I did see that uh, Jerry Zagoda, the Star Tribune, had an article about a weekend ago um, talking to Shabazz about that, and he's like. You know, Tibbs always says there's other ways you can affect the game when you're not scoring, defense, rebounding, you know, running the floor. And they're like, don't you know, Shabazz, like, maybe you should try doing some of that stuff. And he's like, I feel like if my shot starts falling, then I'll be good. I know I just got to <laughs> score. And so it's like, even then, he's like, doesn't get doesn't it. Doesn't so get it. I understand 
But at the same time, is it better to lose some games in the short term to maybe protect your long-term health of this team? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the argument right now is because the short-term results are great. Right, the teams like sixteen and twelve or whatever right. they are, and I mean as long as you, now as long as you don't mind us being so gassed in the fourth that it's just like I said with Dallas, it's just like like clenching my hair, just being like, oh, this now we're giving it all away, we're giving it all away, and you you saw it with the Philly game too. We were gassed in the fourth and overtime. And we barely hung on to the Dallas game. We let the Philly game slip slip away because there's an extra five minutes. You could totally see it. I mean, the Philadelphia game on Tuesday was the most stark example. Of this, it's. It, I mean, I think that's what's sort of fueled a lot of this this week. Is that that yeah, game it was on national television, national TV, went to overtime, so the guys had to play over forty minutes, not thirty eight, thirty nine, but like forty five minutes. Cat played forty eight minutes in that game, so which is stupid because definitely it's our wing rotation that's the problem. Yeah, because we don't have any backups that will solidly play for Wiggins and Butler. We have a good big rotation. Why don't you like Gorgie soak up some of those minutes? The you only know? reason he plays because Tosh fell out at the end there. So. Yeah, the, the the Philly game was the one that you can point to and say, look, these guys, you can literally see that they're tired in the end. They had the defensive lapses with the backdoor cuts um, in the final couple minutes and stuff. So that's where you really look at the team and say, this. I can definitely see that this is about fatigue and these guys are playing way too many minutes. I can say this. I'm, I'm not in good shape. I play basketball. <laughs> we play pickup basketball every Sunday. I'm not in good shape. I know I'm not going to help out on offense. So I just take half, half the game off. I only focus on defense because I don't sure. want my guy to score on me. That's embarrassing. But there's four better options on offense than me. So if I'm going to take some plays off, which I do when I get tired, I'm going to do it on the offensive end. And you're seeing that happen with Cat on defense. There's just times where he's not getting back down the court. Joe Embiid, you know, Euro stepped him and posted on Instagram. And Cat uh, <laughs> Cat was like, oh, he took offense to that. But come on, Cat, you, you played bad defense on him, you know? Yeah, so this is something that I think is going to follow the team all season. I mean, even when we get Bielitsa back, that will help things. That will expand our rotation up to nine. Um, you'll have a little bit more, um, you know, minutes to go around, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, it is it is a very interesting sort of strange thing to be going through. Like the team is good now, and we're kind of looking out for what might happen in the next couple of years with championship aspirations in the next contention aspirations in the next couple of years. We don't necessarily want to see that thwarted in the name of playing guys forty minutes to win. The game tonight against Sacramento or whatever it might be so it's it's a different it's a new place to be in because I guess it, it really was one thing last season when the team was easily in the lottery you know and still quote-unquote developing guys but now it's like the team is sort of here the team is competitive now so how do we change our our, our sort of stance on on and, and think about this whole topic of minutes now it, it, it things have changed a little bit I think I think that Cat and Wiggins can probably handle the minutes at this age, but we just don't want them turning into Joakim Noah at age 30. Yeah. Lo- Walt Dane at age yeah. 30. Derek Rose doesn't sure if he wants to play basketball anymore. That's the fear. That's and the so fear we don't want them to be broken men when they're 30s. But at the same time, they'll probably leave our franchise for greener pastures by the age of 30 anyway. So maybe it's best we rain them every single ounce of minutes out of them because Tom Thibodeau is like, I'm only here for a guaranteed four more years. So who cares how they age after that? You know, yeah. maybe that's the philosophy from him. I think one of the troubling things about it, though, is uh, they talked about a little bit on the low post, Zach Lowe. I believe it was Kevin Arnowitz. Yep. And uh, they, they're saying it, it shows a lack of creativity. Sure. Like, Tibbs has shown no creativity with rotations, with minutes, uh, different lineups. It's just like he is so adamant of doing it one way and only that way. And that's 
does that work in the league anymore? You know? Yeah, that's the scary part. That's the part where you sort of question your coach at that point. It's like, can you be flexible? Can you have a plan B? Can you, you know, when when different things are thrown your way, can you improvise? And apparently he can't. <laughs> right. Um, I saw you had some national media narrative. Yeah, there's lots of uh, headlines uh, that came out this week. Tom Thibodeau is destruction from Deadspin. I read that article. Great piece, by the way. Yeah, and he Gr- talked very about... Very in-depth about the history of Tibbs' defense and, and all of his innovations. Very and they're good. saying basically the league's caught up to him. The only innovative thing, and I'm using air quotes for all of you listeners at home, the only innovative, innovative thing he does anymore is he plays his starters against the opposing team's bench. Like that's the only thing is like, well, I have starter quality players going against their bench quality players, and maybe we can win those minutes enough that it doesn't matter. You know, that's yeah. like, so it's it's worrying because I trust Tom Thibodeau. Lord knows he knows more basketball than you and I will ever know in our sure. lives combined. Sure. Anyone listening, he knows more than you. I see, I feel very silly for criticizing his knowledge, but it just seems like can't you just try something else? Can't yeah. you just try to be a little creative? Yeah, show us any other look, please. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the, the minutes are, I think, a headline that will follow us throughout the year. The, jokes that we'll make throughout the year. In the near term, it's worrying because we're losing fourth quarters. Yep. And, you know, who knows? Uh, the thing is with injuries, who knows? Zach Levine was playing 37 minutes a game before he tore his ACL. Did he tear his ACL because he was playing 37 minutes a game or because it's a freaky incident? Who knows? It's hard to say. But also you have to worry about, you know, how are we going to be in April and, you know, March and April? We're finally being like, we're going to have, we're going to play late April, maybe some May basketball for once. Are Wiggins and Cat just going to be pooped by then? They have never made that long of a run in their lives, you know? Yeah. Butler's a little used to it, but Butler might just be a machine. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, let's keep uh, full court press uh, rolling here. He's heating up! Time to talk about Jimmy. He's, uh, he is indeed heating up, uh, as the drop said. He's heating up. Things are, uh, you know, he had a slow start to the season. Lots of talk about him, you know, uh, deferring to teammates, getting other people involved, trying to do the little things, playing defense more. Having an upper respiratory infection. You know, just stuff like that. Uh, But over the last five games, uh, this stat from uh, Wolves PR, Jimmy Butler is averaging 28.4 points on 50% shooting, 6.4 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. So he's turned it on with these extra minutes, I guess, because there we go. It took me three tries on that whistle. You know, in those five games, obviously, is in the short, you know, the short, uh, short-handed team without Bielita, you right. know, less rest. So he's playing 38, 39 minutes, and he's making the most of it. He's consistently stepping up in the fourth quarter too. Yeah, it's 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 not it's a trend at this point because every fourth quarter when we need it most, that's when he starts going to work. And <laughs> you know, I, I love it. It's really fun to see him take over, and it's I great. trust I trust him with my life. You know, like yeah. he is so reliable in the fourth. He was against the Philly when he hit those big threes, you know, after like not even, you know, hitting a three all game, basically. And so it's exciting to see him do that. I trust him completely. He's clearly the leader of this team. He's clearly our number one option. There's no doubt about it anymore. It's not, is this Towns team? Is this Wiggins team? No, it's Jimmy's team. Yep. We've seen it in this past week. It's, it's here. It's finally here. There's no doubt about it. He is the alpha wolf on this team. Sorry, Iowa Wolves. <laughs> Sorry, Alpha. Alpha the Wolf. Yeah, Jimmy's put the stamp on the team. It's it's uh it's for real now. You know, we've seen the clutch shots, you know, taken over in the fourth quarter. Almost won the game for us against Philadelphia the other night with those uh threes at the end and getting the line and those things and you know, more than anything else too, just like his his comments in after the game and stuff. Right. Just the types of things he says and the way the confidence he has and the way that you can just tell even if you're you're not the one interviewing him. You're not in the room with him. You can tell he's got control of that locker room. 
And know, the media. And the media. He's got him wrapped around his finger. You know, he... I love listening to his interviews. He says little things here or there that are half-joking. You know, he's 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 just so lighthearted with it all and, and just very in control. Our that, fa- that's the thing. Our favorite uh, Tim Rolls podcast, Britt Bauer, we're yeah. talking about how inscrutable he is with his media comments because he can say <laughs> something that is critical, but he says it in a joking way mm. so that if it gets back to him, he could be like, I was just joking with you guys, which he recently did with his comment about playing too many minutes. He's like, yeah. we're going to have to talk to Tibbs about yes. playing these 43-minute nights and stuff. And then the, the media came back to him about it. He's like, come on, you know I'm just like having fun with you. I was joking. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll say things like that. So, you know, it's really been cool. I mean, this is really something the Wolves haven't had in so many years, to have this clutch player, you know, to be at the end of the game, to, to be able to take over on both ends of the court. And it's it's really different. It's still something I'm trying to wrap my head around, just just being at the game in Philly and him hitting those threes at the end of the game. It was just sort of, like, incredible. Like, wow. like Rises to the occasion. Yeah. And control controls the game in a way that, at the beginning of the season, you know, he started slow, like we said. You didn't see it then, mm-hmm. but now you can clearly see why he's the second best Timberwolf of all time. Yeah, he, <laughs> you I know, he's the already... level he's playing at is better than Pete Kevin Love when he was on our team. Yeah, and they're more relevant too. Yeah, and so I just think that you know, besides Kevin Garnett, he's probably the best Wolves player ever. Hopefully, he, we can keep him around for a while. Yeah. Which is another reason why you can't fire Tibbs, you guys. Yeah, you think Jimmy's going to resign with a non-Tibbs team? That's true. That's Jimmy true. and Tibbs are a package deal here. That's right, they really are. And you know, I think it's time to start talking about. It's a little early, maybe a little bit early, but I think it's time to start talking about All Star. And uh, you know, Jimmy, I think you know, voting's going to start soon. And and you know, you take the first six weeks into account, and maybe Jimmy's not on that team. But I think what we're seeing now is him warming up to get to that level. I, I think, think he will there. be an All Star. I agree, uh, especially with the Wolves' record. If they can continue on at least at this pace. You know, to be four or five games above 500 in that range, um, I think you're going to see him there because he's just, again, his stats are undeniable at this point. He's doing it all. And in the national media, there's definitely a backlash against Cat right now. Oh, yeah. People are calling him uh, Carl Anthony Cantor. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Uh, I think that was on the Rainer podcast that came out today. Oh, boy. And uh, they're saying because he's great at scoring in the post, he's unstoppable in the post, really offensive juggernaut, and just a, a you know a swinging door on, on defense, you know? Yeah. And until he can improve his defense and show that. And I think that at this point, it's a little too much. Like, I feel like yeah. calling him Cantor, he's not that bad. Yeah. And he's getting better on defense. But he's clearly, you know, getting to the point where people are questioning whether he'll ever be a good defender in the NBA. So if he doesn't make the All-Star team, maybe that'll motivate him to get his defensive act together a little bit. I hope so. Let's uh, get to our last uh, point here. He's on fire! Time to talk about KG. 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 He, the man, um, the, the Timberwolf. The Timber, the t- KG, the Timberwolf. We're coming. We're coming. That's right. KG be coming. He had some. Uh, Actually, he's not coming. Not while Glenn Taylor's on it. Not while Glenn Taylor's here. KG had some uh, some comments in the media um, this week. I think it was Bleacher Report, I want to say, but um, they don't have the, the citation here right now. But the quote. KG gave this week while uh, it was a piece about uh, Area 21. Again, we'll link it in the show notes for you. I haven't read that. I need to. Yeah, it was a cool piece about uh, how they kind of came up with the idea for the show and everything. But um, By in, far the only reason to watch Inside anymore. Yeah, it's it's the best part. KG, Area 21. Um, uh, here's a quote from KG. Uh, quote, I don't want to be partners with Glenn, and I wouldn't want to be partners with Glenn in Minnesota. I would love to be a part of a group that buys him out and kind of removes him and go forward. 
No so, surprise. End quote. So that is KG talking about Glenn Taylor and how he would, you know, you know, after doing TV, after you know his playing career, wanting to get into ownership. That was the plan with Flip Saunders, you know, before his untimely death. But rest in peace, Flip. Rest in peace, Flip. But um, you know, now he's still talking about that, it's still on his brain. But he doesn't have the greatest relationship with Glenn Taylor. That's no secret. That's something that has been well documented. He's you know, comments on that before it went bad. It was bad in relationship when the trade went down. Yeah, the only reason KG came back to the Wolves was because Flip was here, and with the way that you know the Sam Mitchell firing went down, and that obviously rubbed KG the wrong way. He chose to retire instead of come back for the second year of his contract because he didn't want to be here. There's clearly no respect between him and Glenn, and that's nothing new. You know that that's known information that KG and Glenn don't get along that well. What is new information and what is notable here, I think, is the fact that he would like to supplant Glenn Taylor. Yes. You would think that maybe, you know, Minnesota would be out in general, just overall, nah, I don't want to mess with Minnesota. No, he wants to come back here and and, and potentially own the team. And that wouldn't happen anyway. It's not like Glenn's looking. He's not really looking for additional investors right now. He, right. he kind of did that a few years ago. The next step in the next few years after this, you know, Thibodeau run would be to, you know, sell the team. And to have KG say he's interested to me is very interesting and exciting because I think Minnesotans, uh, we would embrace that. That's something that we'd like to see. Wolves fans would love to see KG back at the helm. He would definitely be, be the minority partner in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably only own, like, I can't imagine him having enough money to be anything more than maybe like a 5% He'd be the figurehead, and it would be incredible, though. But he would be great in that role. Yes. We love him in Minnesota. And really, I don't think there's a villain here. I don't think that, you know, they should. They have to be friends. I don't think no, that KG's in the wrong for and Glenn. I don't think Glenn's in the wrong no. either. I just no. think that these are two people who are not going to see eye to eye. And the only unfortunate thing is that you can, uh, you know, you can wait to buy tickets for the jersey retirement because that's probably not going to happen for the next three or four years. I think. Yeah, it might be a minute. Might not be until because I think Glenn would retire his jersey today yeah. if, if KG would show up, but KG doesn't want anything to do with Glenn. So, you know, I don't think anyone's wrong here. It's exciting to hopefully KG will be back here someday. I'm glad that he still is planning on you know trying to be a part of whatever ownership group comes next because mm-hmm. we love him here. And uh, yeah, there's just bad blood. Yeah, so hopefully uh, something works itself out with that. It'd be cool to see. Again, I can't see this happening until you know, you know, three, four years from now, maybe possibly. I think Glenn is trying to see how this regime works, how this you know core of of uh, you know Butler Towns Wiggins works out. So it'll be a few years. This also, isn't like- imminent. Glenn is like not selling the team has always worked out for Glenn. If you see the way NBA prices are going, like he wanted to sell it like, I don't know, 10 years ago when it would have been like $300 million. This team's going to be worth a billion dollars before Glenn sells it. So he's he's very smart. And, you know, um, while we're on the subject of Area 21 right now, real quick, did you hear that the Christmas Day game, uh, the TNT inside crew is going to be calling that game? Yeah, they are going to be doing pregame. That's going to be uh, such a disaster. Post game, but also in the game, calling the game. That's going to be a disaster. I'm you not going to be able to. Already, whenever they've tried to call a game or like comment on a game, they end up just arguing and dissing each other and trying to one up each other. And then Ernie eventually gives up. And then it's just them yelling at each other, not talking about the game. It's the last game of the night, and they don't care. <laughs> you know, it's the last game of the night. After a whole day, they're going to be super tired and punch drunk, and it's just going to be a disaster. I. I say maybe 15 minutes tops is going to be talking about the game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The, that I, is a I charitable I, word. I don't know you. how they're all four going to do it at the same it's time. Be terrible. You know, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't care for for that show and those personalities so much anymore. 
I don't so, think Charles Barkley has watched a Timberwolves game in the past five years. I really don't think he has. So I don't think they care about the Timberwolves, even though we're better. Yeah. And they clearly are just going to be clowning on the terrible Lakers. So They'll be talking about ball, the ball family, maybe, and, and stuff like that. Oh, but, Jack's going to make so many bad ball jokes. But I did see today that uh, Jim Pete did, uh, for those of you who are upset about this inside the NBA thing, Jim Pete said he will be joining Alan Horton on the Wolves radio broadcast for there that game. That's so, what I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to be tuning if, in, if, muting if, in, and tuning in. If you're really worked up about this, then uh, the Wolves radio broadcast will be the way to go because you'll have the wonderful Alan Horton joined by equally wonderful Jim Peterson. It'll be like watching a Twins game where I have to mute it because I hate Dick and Bert <laughs> and just you know listen to the radio. There you go. Uh, cool. Anything else on uh, KG, Scott? Um, only that, if you believe. That's right. All right, cool. Um, time to get to our sponsor. It get, is get that money. sponsor time. Well, it's that time of year, everybody. We at Wolves Cast would like to wish you all a very happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. We have a special. It's like the third night. You're going to be listening to this on the fourth night, I believe. Yeah, Hanukkah has um, you know started a few nights ago, and uh, we're right in the middle of it right now. So um, you know, we're happy to be sponsored this week by a Hanukkah product, I would say. A very exciting new product. That's right. You can find it at the Wolf store in the commercial you see Neil walking in the beginning of that commercial. It's in there. I've seen it. Presenting to you the Tom Thibodeau menorah. Ooh. If you know the Hanukkah story, it's about how there was only enough oil for these candles to burn maybe one night, and yet they burned for eight days and eight nights. And if we know anything, it's about Tom Thibodeau is never worried about burning anything out. That's right. These are some candles on this menorah. Let me tell you, I've seen this menorah. I've seen these candles. It's the Tom Thibodeau menorah. They burn forever and ever and ever. You don't need to replace these candles. You don't have to give these candles rest. Uh, you could even back-to-back nights, use the same candles. Don't blow them out. And you know what? They're not young can. I mean, they're not old candles. And they're yeah. not injured candles. So there's no reason why these candles can't burn for the whole eight days and eight they're nights. They're brand new candles. They're ready to go. They don't have that many, um, you know, as you would say, miles on them, potentially. These candles are new. They're ready to be burned for as long as you want them to be burned. There's no reason to replace these candles. And you know what? After eight days and eight nights, Tom Thibodeau might still burn these candles for a little bit longer because these candles, you know what? They have what it takes. They're yeah, not the, complaining. The average burn length on these candles is actually 10 days. So if you start a little early, if you want to end it late, don't matter. Eight they candles and eight nights, that's okay. You know, you never have to replace them. You never have to worry about them burning out or burning down. Yeah, they'll go, they'll go for longer than you think they can possibly go. And, uh, you know, you can worry about the consequences later. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, who, who cares if none of these candles work next year? Nah. You can just get another eight brand new candles. That's when you get a new menorah. That's right, another Tom Thibodeau menorah. Because he can go to a different area and burn out those candles as well. That's right, so make sure you check out the Tom Thibodeau menorah. It's available at uh, all, uh, uh, you know, all Target Center team store locations. And anywhere you get your menorahs, everybody. Happy holidays to you, you and yours. Have a happy Hanukkah. And remember, never worry about burning out your candles with the Tom Thibodeau menorah. All right, and up next, we have a very special edition of Howling Out. Hey, 
everybody, Neil here once again coming to you from the lobby of Target Center. Lots of excited Wolves fans here uh, getting ready uh, for another home game. Uh, also, lots of excitement for the holiday season. It's a wonderful time of year. Uh, and I wanted to ask some Timberwolves holiday questions. So it's time for another edition of Howling Out. If you could invite any Timberwolves player to your holiday meal, who would it be and why? I think it would be uh, Jimmy Buckets. Uh, he seems like a pretty chill guy to hang out with. Uh, he has a lot of style. I wanted to learn from him. Jimmy Butler, hands down. Because he's the tits. He's the best player on the on the Wolves. I'm going to go throw back and say Kevin Garnett. It just would be endless entertainment at the kitchen table with him. Probably Cat. You know, you could... Uh, put the angel or whatever on top of the tree and I don't know I'm sure he'd have a great voice for carols or whatever uh well for me it's Jimmy Butler because I think he's the uh he's definitely the coolest guy on the team uh seems like a good guy enjoys country music uh seems like a good time who would win in a game of one-on-one Santa Claus or Crunch uh I gotta go Crunch he's my guy Santa Claus. He's probably got a good three ball. I'm going to go Crunch. I think he'd bust out the trampoline and just slam that shit. Santa Claus and Crunch. I think, I, I mean, on Christmas, I would say Santa, but any other time of year, Crunch, for sure. Well, as generally annoyed as I am with Crunch, uh, with his in-game antics, I do think he'd probably win. He's a little more agile. Uh, yeah, definitely Crunch. If you could give any Timberwolves player or coach a gift, what would it be? I'd give him a championship ring. I, w- I would allow Cat to play better defense. Yeah, absolutely. That's what he needs. Uh, I'm going to go. I'd, I'd give uh, Coach Tibbs a, a toupee. I hate to say it, but uh, Wiggins, his uh, old hairdo back, the, the rows aren't, aren't that great. Yeah, the poofy hair worked. I see a lot of guys sporting that, so I think it works for him. I would give Cat some tenacity. Uh, maybe stop complaining about calls he's not getting. Get back on defense. Uh, start letting the game come to him instead of being so frustrated about uh, not getting his, his numbers. Okay, finally, I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me if they're on the naughty list or the nice list. Shabazz Muhammad. Uh, naughty list. Yeah, naughty. He doesn't quite pass enough. I would say more assist, buddy. He's so, he's barely naughty. I think he deserves playing time, but he's shooting so poorly. Um, I do think he's an asset, but he's barely on the naughty list. Tyus Jones. Um, naughty list. You know, he uh, eats steak with his ketchup, so he's definitely on the naughty list there. The nice list. I mean, he filled in pretty nice for Jeff Teague, and didn't. He's not a complainer. Uh, he was having like three or four steals a game. Uh, naughty because he steals so much. Nice. I love Tyus. We were just talking about him. He's a great player. Deserves to play more. I'm not sure why he isn't getting 20 plus minutes a game. Jeff Teague. Teague. I think he's on the good list. He seems like a you know a pretty quiet guy, good going guy. So yeah, I'd put him on the good list there. Uh, 
Nice comes through in the clutch. Uh, nice list. Nice list. Nice yeah, great player. Uh, like what he brings to the team. Good pick and roll offense. Uh, he's on the nice list for me, for sure. Taj Gibson. Oh, you always got to put him on the nice list. He, he works hard on the court. Nice list. I mean, he's, he's performing well. Um, real nice. A lot of hustle there. I like him. Nice list. Very nice list. Oh, great. He's, he is a, a bright, shining beam of sunlight for this team, honestly. Tom Thibodeau. Uh, naughty list. Yeah, I think he'd get an incomplete for his grade. I mean, he's, this is the best team that he's had thus far, and... I mean, they're, they're looking like they're projecting towards the playoffs, but Naughty, he's a hard ass. Eternally, Naughty list, yes. Uh, nice. He, uh, yeah, I don't know, pumps up his guys, tells it like it is. He's on the Naughty list because he's, I think he's still overplaying players maybe a bit too much. Um, I think he curses around Glenn Taylor's wife too much. <laughs> That's all for this edition of Howling Out. Happy holidays, everyone. Up next, time to get chilly, is Cold Takes. What's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. cold Takes, Cold Takes, Cold Takes. 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 Winter is here. We're chilling in Minnesota. Things, we know. The season has turned. We live in an environment of hot, fiery hot takes. Tom Thibodeau should be fired. Carl Anthony Towns is trash on defense. He's Enos Cantor light. <laughs> We're not here for those. No, 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 no. Up no. in Minnesota, we like it nice and cool. That's so right. here are some not scorching hot takes, but some freezing cold ones. Yeah, it's about to get real cold in here, wherever you are. Put on your jacket, put on your hat, put on your mittens, because these takes, you know, they're chill. That's how we do it in Minnesota. They're chill as they get. So we each have a couple different takes. and um, You're going to find that they're, they're opposite from hot. <laughs> in fact, right. these could not be any less hot. No, they're the coldest takes, so I'm going to get it started here. One minute on the clock. Let's go. Cold take number one. Eight players is a short NBA rotation. Eight players is only eight. Typically, you're going to need ten, nine, nine at the very least. You know, that you don't want to go any, any further than nine, really. Eight players is just not enough to properly rest your players, to properly, you know, give them the the time they need on the court, but the time away from the court that they that they need to compete at the end of the game. The fourth quarter, like Tom Thibodeau says, is different. It's a different time. Players play differently, the stakes are higher, and you need your guys to be at a you know tip top level. And eight players, when you only ha- when you only play an eight of them, it's just not enough time for them to um, you know exert their skills and really make it happen. So you know, I just got to say, eight players, not enough. Not enough for the squad. Neil, I have, a, I have a question for you. Sure. How many players are allowed on an NBA roster? Uh, we're talking 15. We're talking 12 active. Well, 
Well, if you can have 15 players on a roster, why would they allow you to have that many if you can only play eight? Yeah, I, I don't quite understand it either. You Seems know? weird to me. Eight, eight doesn't seem like enough. All right. Well, I've got a cold take for you, Neil. Okay, hit me with it. Hit Bundle me, up. Hit me with it. I'm here to say that playing a game on Christmas Day, pretty cool. It's an honor to play a game on Christmas Day. Usually only the best teams, or barring the best teams, the most exciting, the ones that a lot of people want to tune in to see. You get the Knicks in their bad years, the Lakers in their bad years, because it's a big media market. They feel like a lot of people want to watch these teams. So if you're on Christmas Day, it means you're doing something right. Either you're a good team or you're a cool team, a team that's interesting to watch. And you know what? That's the best NBA day of the year. I know Martin Luther King Day comes in a close second, but it's the day when there's nothing else on. You're with your family. You're hearing Mariah Carey's Christmas. You know, all I want for Christmas, in and out of those commercial breaks. You wake up in the morning. You spend all day trying to find reasons to get away from your family to watch some of these highlight marquees. So I'm just going to say that playing on Christmas Day, what an honor. And it's great to see the Timberwolves two years in a row now. Man, things are really looking up because this team is finally getting the national attention it deserves. And we're playing on the best NBA day of the year. Wow, so you're, you're telling me that it's it's fun to play on Christmas. Yes, that is definitely what I'm what I'm declaring. I don't right know. Now. I don't know if the people out there can handle that, but I hope It's true you, though. I hope you listen, I just had I, to say it. I hope you listeners aren't too offended by that, but that's that's an intense take, I got to say. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to hit you with another one uh-huh. right now. Let's get cold. All right. Tom Thibodeau is under contract for three more seasons. Oh, yes. We are in season two of a five-year contract for Tom Thibodeau, and he's in that contract. He's getting paid. He's getting paid as the coach. And he's also getting paid as the GM. So, really, he's got both jobs. And Glenn Taylor, he's not going to fire him. That's not happening. Okay, I hear lots of people with some hotness talking about how Tom Thibodeau should be fired, but uh, that's not happening anytime soon. Tom Thibodeau is under contract. He has a plan. Him and Scott Layden have laid this thing out. They're ready to go. This is year two. You know, great things have happened, obviously. Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, Jeff Teague. But they will continue to add to this. And there is a long-term plan happening right now. So the take is as such. He's under contract. He's not going anywhere. I just want to get you on record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know this is going to be controversial. Yeah. You're saying a man who is in the second year of a five-year deal and who is his own boss is not going to be fired? He's safe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that might be making headlines on ESPN tomorrow. I said it here first. Okay. Wolf's cast. You've heard it here first. Yeah. I got one more ice cold take for everybody. All right. I'm, wa- I'm ready to get chilly. My take is Andrew Wiggins, his shooting will improve. Ooh. It's going to get better. He's now shooting career lows from the field from three-point... And from the free throw line, oddly. But Andrew Wiggins, too good of a shooter to have this be a current thing. It's a slump. Here's an ice cold take for you. Sometimes shooters go through slumps. Oh. And, you know, you're not always going to hit all your shots, but shooting is one of those things where you have highs and lows. Everyone has peaks and valleys, Mm. even the best shooters. So Andrew Wiggins worked on it all summer. We saw some of those dividends early on. Maybe he's just getting tired. Maybe he's playing too many minutes. Maybe he's just getting used to his role on this team. Lane's a little bit more clogged this year. So, Andrew Wiggins, though, too good of a shooter, too good of a basketball player to continue shooting this bad. I mean, this is so bad, you can't even, like, even bench players shoot better than this. And Andrew Wiggins, we've seen him do better in the past. I'm not worried about it, because Andrew Wiggins is a better shooter than what he's doing right now, and his shooting will improve. 
Ah, the coldest takes. You know you can get them right here. That's why you're listening right now. You, you tune in to our show to keep it icy, you know, and uh, I hope We're we... the opposite of sports talk radio. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope we delivered for you today with, uh, with the basic coldness of our takes. You know, we're just trying to even things out. That's the thing. Is there's lots of lots of uh, you know people trying to trying to be you know flamboyant out there. They're trying to you know get those clicks with, with saying crazy stuff. It's an attention economy right now. That's yeah. it's everyone's competing for your attention span. So you got to yell sometimes yeah. to get it. But Neil and I, we like to whisper. We like to whisper. We like to be reasonable. You, you know? might find you're definitely going to find hotter takes from other people, but you, nowhere else will you find colder takes. That's right. Than here on Wolf's Cast, we got the iciest. We got the iciest stuff in the game. Um, but yeah, that's that'll do it for cold takes for us. Let us know what your uh, ice cold takes are on Twitter. We don't want any spicy takes. We no, already no, see no, no, too no, many no. of those on Twitter. We get all of those. Give us all your cold takes and none of your Star Wars spoilers. All right, time to get to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Oh, it's so good to be back in the saddle and having a Wolfie to give out. You know, I just I'm just enjoying it right now. I've given good, out so many wolfies while you're gone. Good to press the press the iPad sound drop buttons again instead of just like hear them happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and just edit the sound up or down. You know, that's that's very good. So uh, yeah, just excited to be back. Feels here. good to have you back in the driver's Thank seat. Thank you. Yeah, my job is so much easier now. Yeah, you're just you're just we're just here chilling. It's fine. Takes it's all a lot, good. It takes a lot of pressure off my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I to went, bring I any went Mike's being, hard. I just have beer. I just have normal beer. I, I went from Mike's being, hard. Well, you know, the Mike hard is a special thing between okay, Robert and I. I assumed yes, but you know, I'm no longer the Jimmy Butler carrying this team on my shoulders. I get to settle into being the Andrew Wiggins who just gets to take my favorite kind of shots. You know? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. As long as you make the right cuts, as long as you spot up off the ball, I appreciate it. I'm also going to do a couple really hard like turn, like post up, turn around off the back foot, fadeaway jumpers. But that's my shot. I make them high enough. <laughs> that, you know, it's it's a hard shot, but <laughs> I, I've shown you I can make it with regularity. Yeah, so we got some uh, awards to give out. Scott, you want to get us started here with yours this week? I'm very happy to give an award to my boy Gorgie Jane. I like playing basketball. Nobody tells Gorgie Jane what to do. It's so true. Gorgie. Great basketball player, even better human being. Gorgie Jane, helping out in Senegal. He's in all the trade rumors, though. You know what? Everyone wants him out. Nobody's going to take that contract. <laughs> Bench player getting paid $16 million. I don't know. At least he's, you know, contributes. It's well, not a great contract, but it's not like an albatross. It's no Joakim Noah. You know, if 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 the Clippers want to take him to make the salary works, you know, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah. It, you know, that's money issues. Uh-huh. I love Gorgie Jane as a human being. Yes. Shouts to the undefeated and Mark J Spears. They had an article called Timberwolves Center. Gorgie Jane gives back to his native Senegal. It's about uh, and then some. That's also and then some <laughs> and then some dash and then some. He's been doing some great things in Senegal. The story talks about how when Gorgie went back, he. Visited a doctor he had growing up at the hospital where he was born. He saw pregnant women laying on the ground. There's no beds, and they had to be on a table. And the beds that were there had no mattresses, just sprains. Mm. Real problem. And so Gorgie, being the giving individual that he has, found some partners at the, t- the Taste of the Timberwolves. Uh, as Matters is the group. And you should read the article. Yeah. Basically, he's, the show notes. he's really improved the hospital. He's giving a lot better medical care now in Senegal. Started a kidney dialysis place because a lot of people had kidney problems and there was no dialysis center in Senegal. He's also, in addition to improving the health, he's 
He has 100 acres of land in Senegal Ooh. where he's farming and he lets other people come and he teaches them about how to farm. And then once they're good to go, he helps them set them up on their own. Wow. So he's not only improving the medical care in the country, he's helping his basketball clinic. Kids can only come if they have good grades. So he's really a hero to the Senegal people. Talks about how they know him more for his philanthropy than even for his MBA career. <laughs> so Gorgie Jane really changing lives in, in Senegal. It's a great article to read. And just mad respect to G. He talks about how he doesn't want to be known as a basketball player or a guy who makes money. He wants to be known for what he gives to the world and the lives that he changes. So you gotta love it. Heartwarming story. You know, I always think like it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, we get to go to Target and, and the Timberwolves Foundation is paying for us to shop with kids. Like, sure, that makes some kids' days, but this is changing lives. Like, lives are being saved because of Gorgie Jane, and it's just so cool to see the impact that he's making. And, I mean, he's already one of the most lovable Timberwolves players on the team, and now this just boosts him to a whole new layer. I'd recommend reading the whole article. It's a quick read. It's breezy, and you can really just, you know, all the examples and all the quotes from people in the country. It's a heartwarming article. So that is, once again, on the undefeated and it's by Mark J. Spears, Timberwolves Center, Gorgie Jane gives back to his native Senegal, and then some. I mean, that's just one of the best things about the NBA is a lot of these guys come from, you know, different different backgrounds, you know, whether it be, you know, inner city here in the States or just in, you know, rough spots around the country, around the world. And, you know, they, you know, what they do with the, with the, you know, with the finances, with the, you know, with the money they have from being in the NBA is incredible. A lot of these guys from Africa and, you know, different nations um, in South America and stuff, they give back so much. It's, probably, it's cool to see Gorgie doing that. If It's probably the best sport in the world for people who can come from nothing and become millionaires in their right. lifetime. You know, baseball, you have to be privileged to actually get into these youth leagues and mm-hmm. the traveling teams where the scouts are and stuff like that. Where the NBA, you got the skill. You can come from, you know, impoverishment and come back and, like, LeBron, send kids to college and stuff, you know? Gotta love it. Big up to you, Gorgie. I like playing basketball. All right. Uh, my weekly Wolfie um, goes to the J.J. Reddick podcast. That's right. J.J. Reddick had Carl uh, Anthony Towns on uh, this week's show. Oh, my God! Towns was on. Uh, J.J. Reddick uh, was, uh, has had a podcast for a while. For the last couple of years, it's been on the Vertical um, Yahoo Sports um, you know, network. But um, you know, since, since Woj has moved on, I don't know if that exists so much anymore. So he's over at The Ringer. Uh, now, J.J. Reddick podcast. And uh, he has fun guests uh, such as Carl Anthony Towns. And, you know, Towns has been... You know, he is, uh, he's been described as a teacher's pet, which we really like to say. And he's a little bit of that, you know, gives some, some stock answers. But he, even when he's giving those answers, he's very personable. I remember I gave a weekly Wolfie to Towns being on uh, John Calipari's podcast about this time last year. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, he's his affable, you know, joyful, you know, very well-spoken, but he, kind of canned Kind of like self. the Derek Jeter of basketball. Derek sure. Jeter was always known for, like, giving really long quotes and telling, talking to the press, but actually saying nothing in the <laughs> quote of process, just like both teams played yeah. hard, kind of. Yeah, a little vanilla in there, but they actually, you know, J.J. does ask him about the minutes issue, um, and they get into some of the um, political um, things Towns is involved with as far as um, medical marijuana and as far as just being outspoken um, against the president and stuff like that. So, you know, there's some good conversation in here. It's not just, it's not canned answers to a reporter's question. It's more of a conversation. J.J. Reddick does a good job. They talk about basketball, but they talk about some off-the-court stuff. So definitely got to recommend you listen to Carl Towns 
um, on the JJ Reddick uh, podcast. Go check it out. It's lots of fun. It's fun to hear players interviewing other players about this kind of stuff. Very fun. It's always fun to hear these players speak for like yeah. paragraphs at a time instead right. of just kind of <laughs> yes. single sentences to reporters and stuff. And so you get a better sense of their personality and stuff. And also, Woj, if you're listening to this, unblock me on Twitter, please. <laughs> Someday. It was years ago. I'm sorry. I used to I used to be really offended when you wrote about Kevin Love wanting to leave. And I probably said some mean stuff. I'm saying I probably deserved it. But come on, Woj. All right. Um, that'll do it for Weekly Wolfie. It's time to play a game. All right, everybody. This is the third annual. Three years ago, we were fresh off. Tim Rolls, the podcast. A couple episodes <laughs> in, the night before I went and saw The Force Awakens, we recorded the pod, and we played the first ever Tim Rolls, I mean, excuse me, NBA player or Star Wars character game. Yeah, we, we deviate from the from the whole Wolves thing at this point, but that's okay. Uh, you know, it's It'd a fun game. It'd be too easy for you to name Wolves players. Yeah, it's, it's way better to sort of you know, expand out to any NBA player ever. Like, it's fun because we record this on Thursday and I always go see these movies on Friday. Rogue One last year, same thing. Yeah. The night before. And, and sure enough, I've got Last Jedi tickets. They're in my pocket right now. Ooh. I went to the movies a couple weeks ago and they printed them out because I had already reserved them. So I've been carrying them around in my wallet for weeks, just burning a hole in my wallet. Yeah, we're both huge Star Wars fans and uh, we love to go see the movies and uh, we grew up, you know, playing with the toys and you know, That's how I know it. a lot of these obscure names as the toys. Yeah, they're playing like the N64 game, you know, that oh, yeah. kind of stuff. So N64 games, Shadow yeah. of the Empire and the Pod Racing Oh, Shadow game. is the, the best one. thing that ever Shadow happened. Shadow is dope. The Pod Racing stunk in the movies, but it's a great video game. Very fun video <laughs> the game. Arcade, too. Yeah, that was a great arcade. So, big Star Wars fans. Can't wait. I'm hopefully going to get Battlefront 2 for Christmas. Hint, hint. Ooh. Everybody, that'd Ooh. be a good Christmas gift for me. All right, Neil, you know the rules. I'm going to name a name, and you tell me if it is a Star Wars character or an NBA player. My rules for you is that we should have made TIE Fighter or lightsaber sounds for right and wrong, <laughs> in hindsight. Um, my, my rules for you is they had to play NBA games. They can't be G League or guys who are stashed right. overseas. And they also have had to have speaking parts in the movies. So it's not any kind of random fly-on-the-wall character that's in the background, but it has their own backstory through the extended universe. You know what I mean. Okay. All right, our first name, Bam Adebayo. Uh, Bam Adebayo uh, was drafted by the Miami Heat uh, this summer. Bam Adebayo. NBA Sounds like a Star NBA, Wars name, M- NBA player. Yes. Sounds yeah, like a Star Wars. Bam. Bam. All right, Neil. Next up, Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba. Uh, I, I think this is a Star Wars character. I don't know who it is, but it's a Star Wars character. Thank you. He's the walrus man in Moss Eisley who gets his arm cut off. He makes a cameo appearance in Rogue One. <laughs> walrus man. You know, he's like, my friend doesn't like you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. like you. But it's yeah, the one yeah. who has the weird mouth. Panda no. Baba. Yep. All right. Our next name. Chirit Imwe. Chirit Imwe. Yeah. Chirit. I've never heard this as an NBA name. I'm going to guess Star Wars. Ah. Thank you. He is the blind guy from Rogue One who can do a lot of cool Jedi tricks. He believes in the Force. He's not a Jedi. Oh, cheer. Okay. Cheer it. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. Our next name. Shemi Ojele. Shemi Ojele. Sounds Star Wars, but I think this is a player that plays for the Cavs. I'm going to go NBA on this one. Yes. Plays for the Celtics, but Oh, Celtics. All right, our next name. Maybe he was in the Kyrie Irving trade, but who knows? Maybe the Cavs moved him with Kyrie over there. We'll see. I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> you got the question right. Thank you. All right, our next name. E.K. Anibogo. <laughs> E.K.? E.K. How do you spell E.K.? 
spelled I-K-E. It looks like Ike, but I looked at the pronunciations for all these. E-K. E-K Anibogo. Uh, have no idea. Let me guess NBA. Oh! Plays for the Pacers. Sometimes you gotta guess. Plays for the Pacers. (laughs) All right, Neil. Okay. You should get, like, from where? (laughs) Like, where is that name from? It's true. Next year, next year. I wrote that down. Yeah, next year. Or in May. We'll see. Because, yeah, the Han Solo movie, which I don't believe is coming out in May, scheduled for Hopefully the Wolves are in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. We will be. All right. (laughs) Next name. Unkar Plutt. Unkar Plutt. Uh... You know that is that doesn't sound like um, it doesn't sound like a human. I'm gonna go Star Wars. Oh my gosh, I'm on fire right now. He's the one who gives he takes the portions. He gives the portions to Ray on the desert planet. Uh, Force Awakens. Fun fact: Simon Pegg plays that character. He's oh. in costume. It's a Simon Pegg cameo. <laughs> Simon Pegg. And rumors are he'll be in the Last I Jedi. I'll it. let you know. You I know? love it. I love it. I love it. All right, we got two more, Neil. Our next one: Wicket Warwick. Wicket. Wicket is uh Wicket is uh is an Ewok, isn't it? Ewok? Star Wars? Wicked. There was an NBA player with the last name Warwick. <laughs> oh, um, don't tell me. Uh Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem, Hakeem Warwick. Warwick. Yeah, from Syracuse. Only guy with like skinnier legs than Corey Brewer. <laughs> Skinny legs. So I thought maybe Wicked. I'd get you, but yeah, Wicket is definitely the you Ewok. Can't forget Wicket. And our last one, Neil. Chinanu Anoaku. Chinanu Anuaku. Uh, I have no idea. It sounds Star Wars. What about Star Wars on this one? Oh, Finally, I'm so glad. Sweep. People would have thought it was fixed if you got them all. He plays for Houston. He's played some games for Houston. Chicane? I think he's on a two-way contract. Dang. Chicanu. Chicanu. Anuaku. Chicanu. Quite the name right there. I love that. That'll do it for the third annual Star Wars or NBA player. May the force be with you. <laughs> Go check out the movie. It's getting good reviews. I'm in full media blackout. I have tried to see nothing about the movie. I've seen no trailers, no previews. That's very hardcore. We'll see. We'll I, see I don't how read much the spoilers, it... but I, I, haven't, I don't read the reviews for any movie until I've seen it. Right, right, right. I don't want to go in with any preconceived notions, but I'll watch the trailers, you know? Totally. Um, well, good. Uh, we did it. We're back in the saddle. Uh, we're back at full strength. Uh, Wolf's cast is here uh, for you this winter everybody um so we appreciate you guys listening appreciate everybody subscribing to the show uh be sure to subscribe in itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening to the show uh, you can find us to search wolves cast you'll see it there also follow us on twitter at wolves cast um as well if you want to come by trivia i host trivia every tuesday night at darby's pub and grill it is next to target field so not too far away from target center had a lot of people show up play some trivia then go to the game this Tuesday. If you draw a tree next to your name, you're going to get an extra bonus podcast point. I never Love say it. that at trivia, so you just got to remember to draw a tree. And that one point, sometimes it decides the winner and the loser. So come to trivia. I'm a nice guy. It's free to play. You can win some great prizes. Have, Love some, it. have some fun. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back uh, next week with another episode of Wolves Cast. Appreciate everybody. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Canis Hoopus. We're back. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Trust your feelings, Luke. Score some buckets, got some stops. Uh, Trey Jones was at the game today. <laughs> My man's nice, so we had to put on a show for him. Uh, after he put on a show for me last night in his game, I had to return a favor. He got courtside tonight. He was? Yeah. I know, I saw him down there. Uh, yeah, you know, he's going to get used to having his feet on the NBA court real soon because that, that kid's really, really talented.
we got to start guarding like Trey Jones was last night <laughs> in his game. Yo, kid's nice. Seriously, man. He's a, I'm a fan. But Trey Jones sitting on the court, man. We had to go and show out. Shout out Trey, baby. Trey Jones is my man.